You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, episode 24 in season 7. I'm your host, I'm John, and tonight I'm joined by John. Evening John, how are you doing? I'm good John good. I don't know why I said evening because this might be going out in the morning so. well, aye, it, could, it depends where you're listening You never know, folk could be listening across the globe uh, I'm pretty sure we're, we're reaching global, audience, global audiences As opposed to just each other's households um, So yeah, good Christmas Yeah it was alright, how about yours? Oh, it was good aye yeah, pretty decent. Uh, so, aye, but we say we're recording this on Friday, uh, which is unusual for us to do on the the podcast. Well, obviously, Christmas is on Monday, Boxing Day is a kind of busy time, and then we are just trying to basically get a date together that folk could make it. So, it ties in nicely with the games getting previewed for tomorrow, maybe, um, and what, what forth. And, yeah, there's a fair bit of Premiership matches to review from the last couple of um, yeah we can games. skip by one of them no we don't need to cover last Saturday aye well Chris isn't on so aye we'll, we'll not cover uh, yeah. that's a shame that that's the second Celtic Aberdeen game he's missed that's a real shame it would be nice to have had him on to slag us off for those two so yeah. Um, yeah. Chris if you're if you're listening you're being missed yeah Definitely. Um, Hamish, I think, was hoping to get on, but he's he got a better offer to the pub. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah. And yeah, so. Uh, Charity Bet. So, they're thinking it looks pretty good. We had Air, good form. Dundee United, good form. Wraith, pretty good form. The Air, probably actually the best form out of everyone, because they'd had eight victories in a row. Um, but it was them that let us down. They lost 2 0 to Airdrie. So, no luck with the treble. Uh, Dundee United and Wraith both won um, so it's just there to let us down in terms of first goal scorer we went for an old favourite we've known actually probably back for a while Rory McAllister he did score first for Peterhead but he didn't score first in the game so that was no use either so we'll see what happens with the bets later on at least got a wee win before the well, the, last, the last one of the year of 2017. Yeah, it's been quite successful um, 2017 for us in terms of the betting, so um, long may that continue into the new year. Definitely, um, yeah. But it'd be nice to end the year nicely, mind you. Yes. Um, so, yeah, spoke earlier, probably to talk about in terms of Premiership. We may as well go back to last weekend. Uh, I would say the big one would be Kamarik and Rangers. Yeah, well... I, I called that because you, you, both you and Aidan said that um, Rangers would get back to winning ways and I had a feeling for coming out for three in a row at Rugby Park um, and Boyd did they deliver and you know, Chris Boyd's popping up with two um, well one was a typical strikers finish and the second one was you know, just putting his foot out hoping for the best and it works but um, yeah terif- they deserved to win totally deserved to win the game oh um, absolutely yeah and just shows the what a, what a difference a new manager can make 
there's certainly someone like Steve Clark is, is that for them but yeah they just look like a completely different team the home hoodoo is over um, as you bet that's them three in a row at home now playing nice football as well definitely helped by the fact they got Malumbu and there's talk of other possible decent players coming in as well um, so yeah things are looking good at Rugby Park and they are now just outside the top six as well yeah yeah. there's no way they'll be in a relegation battle now um, I don't see them being hauled back into it um, not with the way they're playing the signs they're making and how organised they are under Clark um, I think they'll be more contending as you say for placing top six and um, avoiding the drop again yeah definitely uh, big thing as well I think has been the likes of Brophy um, he's certainly up to his game a lot getting a chance uh, linking up well with Boyd obviously who scored the double uh, interesting they celebrate he will kind of celebrate the first goal but he didn't really celebrate the second one um, mm-hmm. I don't know but yeah he could have had he could have had a loss as well. He had a couple of chances before he scored as well, so it wasn't like just like come on, it had a couple of chances. They had a fair few chances, certainly more than Rangers had. Yeah, and to be fair to Boyd, I mean, because he's been slated for the last couple of years, he hasn't been playing particularly well um, over the last couple of years, and he's you wonder if his media work and the writing off he's been doing about other teams is. Um, Taking up a lot of his energy, but he has been good for coming like this. Certainly since uh, Clark's come in, he's up to his game. He's on to double figures now. So no, I think for once we should give Chris Boyd a bit of credit where it's due. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's back to somewhere near his best. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, all good, all good there. In terms of Rangers, they obviously have we been on since they announced that Marty was to the end of the season. No, because he only get appointed. Um, well, say permanently and Freddie. Yeah. Um, I, I mean I predicted when McInnes turned him down that he would be getting the, the job until the end of the season um, I just don't think we just had another pl- had a plan B and um, in that short space of time they'll obviously haven't found something else they thought let's give him a chance because of his record in the, the bigger games more than the, the other games because he's done well obviously in the two games against us and against Hibs um, and also away at, um, at Hearts as well should have had that in, but I guess teams like Hamilton and Kilmarnock and um, Dundee, with no disrespect to these clubs, they've not been delivering at all. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they didn't really create many chances as well in that game. Uh, the score against another player, I would say, as well. Mm-hmm. In that game, probably lucky as well to finish the game with 10 men. Uh, Tavernier was booked because I felt with Jones and then had one not long after, whereby, yeah, if he'd probably not been booked before, he'd get he would have got booked for that one so it should have been alright I think yeah I think it's, it seems to be the old rule that you get a book and you maybe allowed one more foul like that um, well it's another official rule but um, you should have had two bookings at that moment in time but um, fortunately from commander's point of view it didn't matter um, but Rangers defence again posted missing for um, you know the first goal yeah um, which you know, you thought they'd try to shut up shop a little bit and try and see the game out, but um, it just defies their up and down form. Um, but yeah, a good result for Kilmarnock, and they got a, a break this week because um, you know, for what was it, an hour before kickoff, and um, the game on the old all weather pitch at uh, ha- Hamilton was postponed. Yes, due to frozen pitch. Yeah, it seems crazy doesn't it, that an all weather pitch has a game yeah. called off, whereby. All the other games are played. Um, mm-hmm. 
Scottish football, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. On the flip side, you talked about Rangers uh, being up and down. They were played Motherwell, got back to one of the ways, looked pretty comfortable, I would say. Uh, maybe only the real scare they had was the early chance that Tanner had. Uh, mm-hmm. If he scores that, then maybe a completely different game. But yeah, Motherwell, yeah. Motherwell looking a bit kind of short of confidence just now. Yeah, what's that, eight games without a victory? Um, their season's really nose-diving um, at an alarming rate. Just now, I mean, they're getting sucked into that relegation battle um, as the weeks go by, because some of the teams below them are starting to pick up the odd victory um, that's hauling them back into it. So they need to get a replacement for Molt quickly. Um, yeah, I think Robertson's talked about getting two strikers in. Um, uh-huh. So we'll see what yeah. happens there, but... But there's still enough about them um, to avoid being in any kind of relegation battle, but the mm-hmm. longer they go winless, then you could have been, maybe would worry a wee bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but remember we said the same about Hibs a few years ago when Terry Butcher was appointed. Yeah. And they you know, they went on a long run without winning games and people get saying, it's one win and they'll be fine and all the rest of it. And they get sucked and they get in that rut and they couldn't get out of it. Um, I'm not saying that's going to happen to Motherwell. I do th- agree with you. I think Motherwell got enough about them to start picking up wins again. But they do need to replace Molt um, as best they can, um, you know, as soon as possible. Because Ryan Bowman is not as prolific. And Fisher, whilst he did all right for Carroll this last season, he's not looked up to it so far. No. Um, maybe a run in the team might help him, but um, I do think they need more firepower. Yeah. Uh, in terms of Rangers, nice strike by Danny Wilson. But it's in about, what, three in the last, in this month, I think. <laughs> in the last month or so. Uh, lovely strike by him. Yeah, it was a terrific finish. Um, he's had a, a very goal scoring for him, which wouldn't have new head on him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Manila is back on for him. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that he does, he certainly does get a few chances, Manila is before he does score. Um, so maybe that's something they could, could add to him being a bit more clinical. But top scorer in the league. And that was after a spell where he went, what, about eight games without scoring? Yes, yeah, something like that. So, but then he was given all the time in the world to score that second one. Mm-hmm. Aye, he still finished it well enough, but, um, but yeah, I think Rangers were hoping that he's he's up, he's up for it um, tomorrow or later today, by whatever time the listeners listen. Yeah, um, I think as well I've heard Rangers have been linked with Russell Martin. Uh, Jamie Murphy, don't know if there's much uh, truth in either of those, but see what happens. Mm-hmm. Aberdeen, Celtic, Aye. may as well go back to it briefly. I, I, I think actually Aberdeen didn't look like they didn't play too badly. Uh, certainly created more than they have in, in other past games against Celtic. Well, we were hit at the start of the match with the fact that four regulars were out. You had Logan out with injury um, or illness. That was a massive blow because then you're playing Dominic Bullock right back. Um, we had... Um, who else? McKenna was out injured. Yeah. Um, I think he only made the bench. Um, Christie was also ineligible. And who was the fourth one? Um, well, I Stephen May. Stephen May, that's right. Yes, that's four regulars when you're about to face... Um, the best team in the country. It's you're up against it right away. Um, but yeah, it sounded like we we did okay in the first half, and then and then lost the goal in the second half. Um, 
Celtic took over. Yeah, the goal. Yeah, goals we lost though we're all pretty disappointed. Uh, yeah. Quite unfortunate. First one, like a fortunate deflection off ball. Um, second one was what Reynolds off Arneson, and then yeah, mm-hmm. Johnny Hayes gets his first goal for Celtic. Uh, how many times did that happen where by a player scores against an old club? And then the third one, uh, McLean shot in the back pass, and then Charm scores. So. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they are. I think Celtic did have a chance. Bailey, particularly, was pretty lively. But yeah, we had our own chances. Um, and yeah, probably three 0 maybe wasn't a, a true reflection of the game. Yeah, but, um, it was always going to be difficult. So it's that like twenty-three games in a row we've lost at Parkhead. It's it's not a good start. It's something that will need to end at some point. And I think any chance that we had of maintaining a title race. We've almost disappeared with that result. Um, I know it's only eight points at this stage, but you can only see that gap growing between now and the end of the season, unfortunately. As much as I'd love to be proving on Marcel up there, putting in some sort of fight, you get the feeling now that Celtic's just going to open up, especially with the result the other night as well. Playing in second gear still uncomfortably. Um, they look as though that defeat by Hearts has given them the kick up the backside they've needed. Definitely. I mean, people have said that we've been fairly disappointed this season, but we're actually better off at this stage than we were last year. Uh, averaging two points a game, which is pretty good. One thing I would say is that Pete possibly something we could have looked to look at in the second half is he's scoring more goals. Um, if we move on to the game, obviously, on Wednesday against Party Thistle, uh, Rooney scored. Rooney's considered to have a, quite a quiet season. He's actually our top scorer. With six goals in the league, so he's done not badly considering the, the amount of game time he's got. Mm-hmm. And actually, maybe for a while it might be better sticking with him. Stephen May's obviously not been great in terms of goal scoring form so far, but maybe you need Rooney just be that central presence, which then gives the attacking players in behind more freedom. And that's something mm-hmm. certainly that the players enjoyed in Wednesday. Because um, you had the all three of them seemed to kind of interchange. Stewart was coming mm-hmm. inside, he was going left. Um, same with Christie, he was going to go wide, went central, it looked far more kind of fluid. Um, didn't maybe create massive chances, I think create maybe kind of six or seven. Um, there was a couple that Stuart had from long range. Christie had a couple, I would say, could have done better when he was through and goal. Just had to keep on debating, maybe kind of try to lob him. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a free kick, yeah, so we definitely had chances, and that's all I wouldn't say offered a lot in the game, I think. Archibald was honest enough to say that they came to stifle Aberdeen and they weren't far off getting what they wanted probably until that point maybe Yeah I think, I think for this only thing they got was a bonus I mean his their big result over the period was beating Hamilton one nothing, and um, getting themselves well temporarily off the bottom until Ross Kettner's result the other night um, but you know we looked as though we dominated that game I thought Greg Stewart looked quite lively in the highlights had a few good efforts very good save for Cherny for one of them yep. um, but we did what we had to do it was always going to be one of these games um, where the opposition comes stifle you and you've just got to be patient and take what you can and we managed to do that um, and the fact that we've just brought Naum again back on a three and a half year deal says all we need to know about the attacking options that we're, having, we're wanting to bring him back to bolster that yeah, it's great news. Quite, I was, he has been missed. I was quite surprised it was such a long deal. However, McInnes obviously know, knows him well in terms of his speed of the club. Knows probably his fitness levels and his attitude and everything like that. How, and how important player he is. I, I, I don't know whether he was appreciated first time round enough um, in terms of what he did bring to the team. Because he came in at a time whereby the club wasn't 
doing particularly well. Obviously, he started up front for us and was terrific. Uh, he scored lots of goals. Then, ended up playing wide. He's got 68 goals he scored. He spoke about it in his press conference. He wants to get to 100 this time. Uh, create so much. Just offers that something different. It's not like he's blessed with a lot of pace, but um, he can whip a good ball in. He can score. He, just a good player. A good, good player definitely to have in there. Uh, interesting to see how much fit he is because I think he only played about six or seven games in Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I'd imagine he'll be start. Um, he won't be starting games anytime soon. But I don't expect him to start the Scottish Cup game against St Mun, for example. Being the benchmark, I'd say um, that the team's obviously on the winter break, so he will have that opportunity to build his fitness back up and then get the odds under twenties game. I'd imagine to start off with before they gets phased into the first team again, but he'll definitely be in contention. But what he's signing might do is give the kick up the backside to like some Mackay Steve and Stuart and even Steve May to an extent to create more, score more yep. so that McGinn doesn't get in the team many time soon. He's coming in at a good time as well because Mackay Steve has been better, Stuart has been better, so um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to do something. I'm interested to see, obviously you've got Scott Wright as well. The, who's included as well in the terms of our wide options mm-hmm. so yeah definitely yeah. a good player to have be interested to see whether we do much other business I don't know that might uh, be the only business we do it see what happens mm-hmm. uh, but since McInnes decided to stay we've certainly been a pretty good run of form out with the Celtic game yeah yeah we've won four out of the five games since he decided to stay so can't really complain too much about that um, we've gone back above Rangers um, and hopefully Hopefully tomorrow, um, if results go away, we can increase that gap further, which would yeah. be nice, although we have a tough game, obviously. We do. But, that, um, yeah. We do. That leads us nicely into Hearts, actually, because obviously there was the Edinburgh Derby, uh, whereby the Hearts went into it. But seven games unbeaten. Yeah, seven. Uh, <laughs> four clean sheets. Uh, and that run should have ended after the seventh minute with uh, the goal that wasn't given by Ollie Shaw. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I first saw it, I thought it was over the line. Um, and then when you see the replay, it's clear that it's over the line. Um, I feel for the linesman because he can't really see it because there's a heart's pulling on his way. Um, I don't know what the referee's view is, but if the referee, I, I get where Lennon's coming from. Um, but if the referee does not have a clear view and can't see, and can't be certain, he cannot give it. And this is where, you know, technology would have been a help, but obviously the SFA and SPFL have said right away, that ain't happening because we don't have the money to do it. Yeah. But surely they can do something like a video ref, um, you know, whenever there's a live game on Sky BT and just watch the goal, just watch the goal line. And if there's anything that happens, do we beep to like the ref to say, go? Ah, you would think so. Yeah, but that's too intelligent for Scottish football. Yeah. Um, aside from that, there wasn't much I think to talk about. Uh, before that, Walker had a chance. Just didn't kind of wrap his foot down. Lafferty had one. They kind of swung at it. Boyle had a couple of long-range efforts. Maybe all of them was the penalty shouts. Um, Bartley had ball. I would say, nah, no penalty. The Stevenson one, though, could have been given, I think. Maybe. Um, I think it might have been quite soft had it been given, but um, you could have seen the justification, but it was a it was a terrible game. Um, probably the worst Edinburgh Derby that you can remember. They're usually quite feisty and quite entertaining, but 
that one wasn't. Um, but for Hearts, you know, eight games undefeated and five clean sheets. It's a pretty decent run that they're, they're on just now. Oh, yeah, definitely. They've got back to basics um, mm-hmm. in terms of that. So, yeah, credit to Levine there because we, we criticised him a wee bit earlier when he, he'd gone through a bad spell. But, yeah, things are going a lot better now for him. Mm-hmm. And Michael Stewart stayed a bit quiet on it. Um, but to be fair, Stewart, he always said that if Hearts play well, he'd give him credit and he has been doing that. Yeah. Uh, Hebs on the flip side... That's it, what, nine games unbeaten in Edinburgh Derby? Yeah, that's a pretty good record. It's pretty good. Um, and they managed to pick up the win against Ross County last weekend after going behind, so that was pleasing from the point of view that they'd gone three without a win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they came through that mini spell against the top three sides. And they'd only picked up one point, but yeah, back to basics with that win against Ross County, which they also needed, and um, they should have had three points in midweek, but um, maybe they'll get a reaction tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, we not got St. Johnson. We'll cover them. Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember the result last week, but it was a, a good drew, point in they, midweek. They, they drew both games. Pretty sure. Um, yeah, they drew now over Hearts last week. That was a, another forgetful game, but um, for the neutral. But yeah, good result for them in mid- midweek going to Ross County and getting a draw. Though they probably should have won the game. They were one up, and that was not a penalty. It was a foul, but it looks outside the box. Yes, uh, it does do. It does indeed. However, after uh, County did get back into the game, they, I would say they probably should have won it because they had four chances within the space of about fifteen seconds. Where Goldberg scramble. Um, you had Naismith off the line from four star. You then had, I think it was Schalke off the post. Then Mackay had shot saves from Clark. So that was the same instant. <laughs> Aye, I know. It was a mental piece of play. Um, so yeah, <laughs> County probably pleased to pick up a point, but certainly still not doing terribly well since Coyle took over. No, they've not won since the start of November, which is quite surprising. Um, uh, I think, you know, we spoke about it before, I think Coyle's just desperate to get to the transfer window now and make his own signings and put his stamp on the team. Aye. Uh, from a Joyce's point of view, they had kind of struggled a wee bit early in the season. They've started to pick up points recently. A couple of wins, a couple of draws in the last five games. The, the big thing for them is their home form. They've not won mm-hmm. at home since September. That's a bad run. Um, and probably as well, under Tommy Wright, generally they've been pretty sound defensively. Defensively, not, they've not been as good this season. Um, and it'd be interesting to see what happens in terms of O'Halloran, because talk is that Rangers might want him back in January, or Marty might want him back. So, yeah, well, uh, well, Rangers are short of attacking options just now, so. Um, they may well need them, and it's that's just the the side effects of a loan deal. Is like the player has to go back. It's like as we crest at the end of the season. Um, yeah. So that's probably a reason from our point of view why we got McGinn in. Um, how St Johnson's going to cope without O'Halloran? Although since the start of the season, he's not really done a lot. No, he's not. He's going to went off the boil a wee bit. Yeah, he did have an injury mid-season or mid this um, half of the season, but. Uh, yeah, he's not really done much the last few weeks. Um, 
So I can't imagine Rangers will want to keep him on the form he's on. Oh, uh, but they have added another striker in, uh, which mentioned I think last week. A guy from Ireland, David McMillan or something like that. So maybe he'll come in and get one of goals. Uh, go back to Celtic though, because we didn't continue talking about them after the Aberdeen game. They faced them D, uh, and quite a PM comfortable win. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's ever any doubt in that game. Nah, there wasn't really. Um, it was a pretty routine win, only down for them. Obviously, was Johnny Hayes getting um, a broken leg at a time when Hayes was starting to come good in a Celtic Yeah, he was starting to get uh, a, a um, game. Which was very well. unfortunate for him. Yes. Uh, I think it was accidental, certainly. I don't think there was any, any kind of no. bad challenge or anything like that. No, definitely not. It's... You know, it's two players go for the ball and he's just come off first. It's just one of these things that happens. But hopefully there's a speedy recovery and um, comes comes back a bit um, in just as good form. Although you wonder if that might stall his Celtic career completely now because um, he won't be back to the end of the season. And he'll be then in the 30s, so... Um. Back to Pataudry in the summer. <laughs> Aye, I can only do... Um. But yeah, once again, James Forrest, there are goals, probably could have had another, at least one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, just a completely different player last season. Um, really like a lot more consistent than he's been. Just very well. A lot more in product his game. Um, yeah. without a doubt. I mean, the amount of goals he scored, uh, you know, the BT guys were having a debate on who's been the better player between him and Tina this season. It's a, quite a good debate to have because... Um, Forrest certainly is up there in terms of his consistency and he's been in such good form that you know they're not missing Patrick Roberts that much yeah uh, well with it as well it's not I mean uh, Dembele's not really scored a, scored a lot they've kind of chopped and changed in terms of who's playing striker they've even chopped and changed in terms of who's been playing wide but generally Forrest has been a, a mainstay in the team this season mm-hmm. um, so that probably says it all yeah definitely but that uh, D on the other side, yeah, didn't offer much in the game itself. Um, and then going back to last weekend, they should have won that game against Motherwell. Um, yeah, on the highlights, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. They went for a good goal from McGowan. He's then unlucky with chip, and they've just battered Motherwell, but they haven't taken the other chances. And then they can see the really soft penalty, which Neil McCann would have been raging about. Oh yeah, um, O'Hara, O'Hara just hesitates. Far, for far too long keep the gets in and mm-hmm. well, I should have just put his butt foot through it straight away um, and then there would have been no need for the penalty but yeah what well, McIntyre had the chance off the post and they would hit the woodwork another couple of times and yeah Neil McCann definitely disappointed um, they would have picked up the win um, they obviously were wearing black armband as well because McCann's dad had died as well so Thoughts with him there? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, they're only just hovering up off the, the bottom two just now. They're only two points ahead of Ross County and Partick, so. Um, you know, struggle for consistency. I mean, in, in their general play, they've looked as though they should have had a lot more points than they, they've got, but I think that end product, I mean, we've, we've talked about it with a couple of teams. Um, no, they're another one that are needing that goal scorer. Yeah, I think they're top. Is it AJ Leach? I think is our top scorer. I think he's mm-hmm. only about four goals if that. So yeah, yeah, they need, they need something. 
Uh, but yeah, they're, as you say, they're not the only club that needs needs more goals. So mm-hmm. they'll be probably. Uh, but imagine a lot of teams will be competing for the same kind of players. Yeah, uh, they're hard to find that that, that gem of a strike. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be an interesting January to see who can get the best one that might be the difference between staying up and uh, and going down. Yeah, I mean, in terms of from strikers as well. Certainly, talk that Dembele could go away in January from Celtic. A um, few clubs down south looking at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but speaking about Celtic's um, sign active, it looks as though they're going to sign that Lewis Morgan from St. Man, who has yeah. scored twice tonight. Um, St. Man beat Dundee United to go five points clear. Um, yes. And as part of the deal, St. Man get to keep him at the end, to the end of the season. So it's so a win win for St. Man. Yeah, you would imagine, the talk is that the fee is 300,000. I would imagine there's got to be a few, a fair few add-ons in there as well, because that seems like a pretty low fee for a player who's regarded as having a very bright future. Um, so you'd think mm-hmm. there'd probably be add-ons and sell-on clauses as well. Mm-hmm. You just hope, I mean, I, don't, um, I just hope that he goes there and he's, he's not forgotten about. Because, you know, Celtic have got an abundance of attacking midfielders there that aren't getting game time. Um, I mean, one of them, for example, Liam Henderson, one of their own, who hasn't featured since he went back from Hibs on loan. Um, and Christie's also been loaned out to us. So you wonder if a plan for Morgan will be loaning him out next season as well somewhere. Um, but, you know, he's certainly got a bright future, the boy. And um, But it's good that if he does go to Celtic, he's getting the state some months into the season and help help them potentially come up. Yeah, I mean, Rogers will do give young players a chance if they... Think to merit it, so he's probably every chance like mm-hmm. doing well. Sure. So, um, the other one, I think, trying to see who else, if I've seen any other kind of rumours in terms of players being linked, but can't think just now actually. Yeah. Pressure, pressure in the next few days, it will go into overdrive. Mm-hmm. I've seen Hamilton let go of that, um, Saris, which yeah. was quite surprising because I thought he was a a regular on the team looks quite solid at times, but something's happened at Fur Hill apparently, and Martin Can said, off you go, son. Yeah. I maybe more to come from that in terms mm-hmm. of what, what's happened. But yeah. I think we've actually somehow managed to come, talk about all the games there. Yeah. We've mentioned briefly that Thistle beat Hamilton 1 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe the quickest of you ever. Maybe that's what we need, two games a week. <laughs> Sometimes we can talk for ages about them. Yeah. Uh, so we've got the aye, games coming up. The uh, main focus will be on Celtic Rangers playing. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah, I, th- I think a lot of people, uh, Rangers fans, are quite will be quite optimistic. They can get something because the last time they went they were going to Martin charge they got a point. Um, but the way I'm looking at it right now, if Celtic bring it in close to the A game, there's only one winner. Yeah, definitely. I mean, since they lost the Hearts game, they've won three in the bounce, uh, three clean sheets, seven goals. So, yeah, just yeah. a blip that game against Hearts, whereas Rangers' forms have been certainly indifferent. <laughs> you never know in the type of game, but. Be interested to see what kind of line up Celtic 
come out with as well, who starts up front, because they've kind of chopped and changed there. Uh, what Ayer keep mm-hmm. his place in defence as well. He's been pretty good for Celtic the last few games. Mm-hmm. So. Rangers have had a few injuries, especially in the attacking areas. Um, although I noticed that Karanja played the other night. Um, and Herrera. That, yeah, um, that was certainly a, a player I'd forgotten was at, at Rangers because he spent a lot of time his treatment table. Yeah, I think did Wind, I think Wind, did Windass miss out? I think. I'm not sure, but um, speaking of which, Rangers turned down a half a million pound bid from Preston for him. Yeah, I've seen that, yeah. I'm pretty sure, I think he might. Obviously keen to keep him, but he's been in good form, so. Oh yeah, definitely. Why they, well, he has. Um, but yeah, I wonder whether they would keep Cranchon in or not, I don't know. He's not featured at all, when he first signed, I think. I thought he could be a good signing, but he's not really, not really done much. He obviously he's got injured quite early on, but. He's always been an injured point player, Cranchar, um, with a lot of skill, but um, it's getting him fit. That's the big problem, especially at his age. Um, I'm, I'm actually surprised Rangers gave him another year, to be honest. But um, yeah, I mean, he might he might well feature tomorrow. Who knows? Uh, be interesting to see whether Ryan Jack features. Obviously, he picked up a, a sore one uh, midweek against Motherwell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think the word is he probably will be fit. Yeah, aye, that's what aye, that's what it kind of looks like. So he maybe look at come out. Maybe just a few bruises, or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, that's not the big game of the weekend. It's up at Petardry. Aye, Aberdeen Hearts. Uh, we mentioned it, obviously mm-hmm. Hearts in terms of a good record. The last eight games, but Aberdeen obviously as well. Good form since McInnes confirmed he was staying. Mm-hmm. Someone's got a score against Hearts. Yeah. Aye, or it could well be another nil-nil that it was earlier on the season. Um, yeah. But that's a game that you know, if we could win, then you know we'll either we'll either be closing the gap in Celtic or increasing it over Rangers. If Celtic Rangers draw, then we're also doing both. Yeah. Um. But regardless what happens in that game, we've got to do our own job, and it'd be nice if we could do what we did last season and uh, end the year by beating Hearts. Getting yes. into the winter break, what we did uh, at Tynecastle last year. Definitely. Uh, you wonder whether as well whether there'll be any changes or whether they'll go same team again. Oh, they'll probably change How be. many there is? Probably one or two. Uh, I wouldn't imagine it'd be wholesale. But um, there will be changes. Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah. I don't think there's been many games we've. I don't think there's been many consecutive games where we've not had the same team, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Generally has changed it. Yeah. It's interesting the fixtures looking at tomorrow because four of the bottom five all play each other. Um, you've got Motherwell and Hamlin in the Lanarkshire Derby and Partick and Ross County, the bottom two. Aye. Shall we, ju- shall we move on to pred- shall we just move on to predictions? Yeah, then, might as well, yeah. Right. Let's, well, we've obviously talked about Celtic and Rangers, so that's 12 o'clock kick-off. Um, Sky, obviously, delighted to be showing it and everything like that because it's the only game that counts uh, Celtic 4-11 the draw is 4-1 the Rangers are 15-2 what uh, do you think? I'll go for a repeat of the, the game I brought and that will be a 2-0 Celtic yeah I'm thinking 2-0 Celtic as well actually. Uh, and then yeah Aberdeen and Hearts 
And I'm going to go with the same score um, from that fixture on the season. Uh, and 0 0. Hearts, third 0 0 in a row. What are you going for 0 0? I will go for us to edge at 1 0. Um, I hope you're right. Yes. Uh, Hibs against Kilmarnock. Hibs are 3 4. Uh, the draw is 27 to 10. And Kilmarnock are 19 to 5. I think Kilmarnock are unbeaten um, away from home since the start of the season. Um, but I think that run's going to come to an end somehow. I think Hibs are going to edge this. I'm going to go 2 1 Hibs. You're going 2 1 Hibs. I'll go for a one-all draw because uh, Kilmarnock are picking up a fair amount of draws away from home. Uh, go back to the actual Aberdeen game though. Aberdeen against Hearts. There has been under two and a half goals in eighteen of the last nineteen matches between the two. Except for Tordry. So yeah, that maybe says a lot about that game. Traditionally, it's not a classic fixture, Aberdeen Hearts. Let's be brutally honest about yeah. this. <laughs> in my lifetime I can't remember many classics between the two um, there's a decent, decent one at Tynecastle with Goodwillie the Goodwillie game aye the 3-1 yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah there's not been there's not a lot generally not a lot of goals we see the teams um, you mentioned earlier about the kind of teams at the bottom so Partick Thistle against Ross County uh, Thistle already 11-8 draw is 9-4 Ross County 21-10 I'm going to go for a draw here again. Um, one all. Snap. And yeah, the other one, the Lawrence Derby, Motherwell against Hamilton. Motherwell eleven to ten. Draw five to two, and Hamilton five to two. Well, I'm going to go for Motherwell to end the. Unbeat, um, unbeaten record, um, winless record. You get the first one in nine, and I'm going to go 1 0. You're going to go for 1 0. Uh, I'd have to say I'm going to go for an odd draw here. Uh, so 1 0 again. And last up, St George against Dundee. St George in 65. Draw is 12 to 5, and Dundee are 23 to 10. I'm going to go for the home team and I'm going to go for St John's to win 2-1 I'm going to go win or draw on this one and I'm going to go Desmond you're going Desmond uh, so there's not a lot to pick up there we did have Thistle and County drawing but where we'd want to take it don't know uh, if we look lower leagues there's not much in the championship on Saturday. Two I think there's two, game, two games postponed, and obviously there was one game on tonight. Yeah. Um, uh, don't know whether I'd be picking anything from there. Yeah, Inverness is 90 20 away to breaking. Um, if I look down the league's air, odds are far too short at home at 4 4. Wraith are 7 10 at home at Shinrar. I would say go with that. Um, another fact that caught my eye was our growth at home to East Fife. Our growth are 20 to 23. I don't know if it's too dodgy a match. 20 to 23. Uh, could possibly be an option. Are you thinking we just go for a double or should we go for a treble? 
I'm wondering if it's just a double because the league two fixtures are quite tough. You've got Montrose and Peterhead, the top two head to head. I'm half tempted for Montrose at 19 to 10 because they're in great form. But it's Peterhead at home, it's a tough one. And then you've got Elgin and Stirling Albion, that's too tough to call. I think just maybe in terms of the odds, being quite short, we should maybe put in a third team. Um, so. Is that you fancy? Let's see. I'll have a look. Just try to check a little bit of form. So that's tempting to put them in shows, actually. Especially at that price. They're, I mean, they're top of the table. Mm-hmm. We'll just go for it. Aye, I think so. It's, it is obviously a tough game, but they're the team at the top. They're at home. Mm-hmm. 19-10, I think, is a pretty attractive price. So if we take those three, so Wraith or Broth and Montrose. Wait a minute. I'm just looking at the first goal scorer odds. £10 treble would return £92.17. Oof, nice. So that would be nice. Um, thinking of an air player maybe yeah Craig Moore 11 to 4 right aye let's go with him it's unusual to have the odds now <laughs> you know when we're on the podcast I know it's because it's aye because we're Friday aye um, but yeah so aye Craig Moore 11 to 4 he's given us a bit of joy Anything else for the last podcast of the year? Um, no, I don't think so. It's been a, a fairly hectic 2017. Um, it's a year that was almost dandy, but um, it didn't quite work out in the Scottish Cup final. But um, hopefully that will come in 2018. Absolutely, yep. Obviously after the games tomorrow, there's a couple of weeks break. Mm-hmm. Before the Scottish Cup, yeah. So I'm sure the players will be enjoying a, a much well earned rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be it'll be good for certain clubs to get the batteries recharged and then go again for a good second half of the season. Um, although there'll be a few managers nervous about keeping hold of their better players and try to add to their squad. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Been an interesting couple of weeks. Definitely. Right, well, cheers, John. And cheers. I speak to you in the new year. Yeah, speak to you next year. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye.